0: Welcome to IPaint Ideas podcast, a show that takes you behind the art and deep inside the creative process. I'm your host Dao, I'm a visual artist and the founder of Dao Art Gallery. Welcome to The Multipotentialite Part 2. This episode is a follow-up on a show I did about my painting called The Multipotentialite, which explores the idea of multipotentiality. And in the Part 1 episode, I shared how that painting came about, what inspired it and the story behind it. So I invite you to give it a listen because it sets the stage for what's to come in this episode. And just to catch you up really quickly, without revealing too much in case you wanted to go back and listen, The Multipotentialite is a painting that addresses the struggle of multi-talented entrepreneurs selecting a niche or just selecting one of their talents to focus on because that's what they've been told they need to do to be successful. And if you haven't seen the painting yet, you can go to the gallery's website dialart.com forward slash multi m-u-l-t-i and you can see the image of the painting right there and I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Now when I was making the painting as a polymath myself I thought about this question a whole lot and while I was thinking and painting I was able to distill my way of choosing a niche as a polymath and then I was able to codify those steps in a guide. And what I love about all of this is that it's a continuation of the creative process. In part one episode, I spoke about an event that inspired the artwork in the first place. And then that same artwork sparked an idea to create this new approach to help multi-passionate entrepreneurs choose their niche without leaving any of their unique talents behind. And so in today's episode, I will lead you through the process and steps that I describe in the multi-potentialite guide, which is named after the painting because the painting inspired it. So this is a very special episode of I Paint Ideas podcast. And this episode is for you if you're a multi-talented entrepreneur and struggling with choosing a niche. If you've been told that you need to focus on one of your fields of expertise and you have really tough time picking the right one. If that's you, you want to download the guide. It's free and you want to stick around to the end because I think it'll be worth it to you. So before we dive in, you can download the guide at multipassionatelife.com. That's multipassionatelife.com, all spelled out, no spaces, dashes, dots, nothing, multipassionatelife.com. And I'll also put that link in show notes and it will take you right to that page. And once you download it, you can follow along and leverage this time that we have together on this podcast and you can get closer to selecting your niche. We're not playing here. Okay, so I wrote this guide specifically for multi-passionate entrepreneurs from one polymath to another. And because of that, I'm making sure to turn conventional wisdom upside down on its head and for starters my point of view and my approach here is looking from the inside out rather than from the outside in and I designed every step to use and maximize your strengths as a multi-talented person because the painting's initial inspiration was in the business context we'll stick to business here as well and also as we go through I will give you my own example as a case study My intention for you is that by the time we're done, you'll have a pretty good idea of how to integrate all your skills, talents, expertise, interests into one unique expression of you that you would love and also your marketing team would love. Usually people just say, go pick something, anything. I don't care what you pick, just pick something, but they don't tell you how. And today we're going to go into the how and I'll, I'll show you specific steps to take. And I hope once you have done the work, it will be that much easier for you to narrow down your niche. And this guide is straightforward, it's short, however, the steps are sequential. So make sure to complete them in order. Don't go forward if you didn't do the previous step because they build on each other. But if you need more time to complete each step, just pause this podcast and then come back when you're ready. Take your time and I'll be waiting for you right here. Okay, you don't have to do this alone and I don't want you to ever feel like you're left behind. So take your time. All right. Now, I trust that by now you have the guide in front of you. And if not, again, go to multipassionatelife.com and download it. It is free. So let's get started. Step number one. The first step is always to take inventory of all the things that you have going on for you. When selecting a niche, conventional wisdom tells us to select one of our talents to focus on, which means selecting one, But that also means deselecting, eliminating the others, even if it's just for a short period of time. Now, I want to take a completely opposite approach to that. First of all, we're not going to narrow down anything. We're actually going to expand. We're not subtracting, we're adding and combining. So, I want you to take an inventory of everything and expand as much as you can. Go as wide as you can and write down all of your interests and expertise and skills and talents and passions and things you like to do in your free time. Everything. Everything you like to do, everything you know how to do. And don't censor yourself. That's the idea here. Don't censor yourself and be as expansive as you possibly can. Now, in your guide, you can see my example. So, for me, me, I'm an artist, so I put down fine art, systems engineering, quantum physics, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, tennis, strategic innovation, Formula One racing. There's a whole bunch of hodgepodge of things that I like. Uh, so that's the idea. Don't limit yourself, don't censor yourself, and do not proceed until you have all of your talents interests skills expertise passions itemized as i said each step builds on the previous step and this one is pretty easy but don't proceed until you get this done first now if you have to pause pause no problem finish and then come back but if you're ready let's continue step two Now that you have this beautiful inventory done of all your skills and talents and things that you know how to do and the things that uh, you you want to do and things that you like to do, let's find out your marketable self because we're doing this in a business context. So look at your list and circle the ones that you have marketable expertise in, the ones that you monetized. Which ones have you done and someone paid you for it? We want to highlight those. You can circle them, highlight them, put a star next to it, write it down in your journal, however you want to do it. We want to identify the activities that you have done and monetized. So in my example, my very first job was in theater, national theater in Belgrade on the main stage when I was 16 years old. So I will put acting there. I worked as an engineer Systems engineering, I was a project manager, program manager, portfolio manager, running IT as a business, creating IT services, consulting. So I'll just use systems engineering for that as an umbrella and then project management. And I did strategic innovation through my own company, CXO Crew, and I developed IP called Directing Success Method for that, which is a story for another day. People bought my art, so definitely fine art. Uh, people also paid me for writing, directing, producing. For them. So right now, my highlighted list of the things that that I had in my inventory that I was able to monetize is acting, fine art, systems engineering, strategic innovation, IT project management, and then writing, directing, producing, slash filmmaking. Now, I trust that your list looks similar with many seemingly unrelated talents and activities, skills, and expertise. And what we're going to do throughout this process is figure out how to put it all together uh, so that they can work in concert and support your goals. So I want you to circle yours, do the best you can. This should be pretty quick exercise. And then when you're ready, we'll continue. Step three. This was the most enlightening step for me, and I hope it is for you as well. Because we have so many different talents and so many different things that we do, we need to understand the underlining need that we're fulfilling for ourselves by doing so many different things. And that's what I want you to do right now. We need to find out those underlining needs. So, look at the things that you circled. Now, first of all, we're going to focus on the items that you just circled or highlighted in step two, and then we're going to circle back, pun intended, on the things that you didn't circle. So we're not leaving anything behind, but we're just going systematically through the process. So for right now, I want you to look at the things that you circled and then ask yourself, what need am I satisfying by blank? And then insert your skill, passion activity that you circled. So for example, I circled fine art. My question is, what need am I satisfying by creating art? I circle systems engineering. What need am I solving by being an engineer? And so on. So you want to ask that question for each of those highlighted items that you just did in step two. Okay. Now, in my example, I circled, now in my example, being an artist fulfills my need to be creative through obviously creating new art. Being a filmmaker or writer or director, it's kind of the same thing. But what about systems engineering? It's very different from making art, but for me, it was also solving the need To be creative through problem solving. So, even though the activities were completely different, completely different skill sets, the underlying need was the same. And that was a huge aha for me because I saw a pattern and I saw where, you know, I looked for things where I could be creative because when I am creative, you know, when I paint and I'm done painting, I get natural high. It's like, that's, that's my thing. I need to be creative. That's the mission, right? Advancing creativity. So I want you to do that for yourself right now. Look at your list and Think about your needs. Are there any patterns that you can uncover? You may not. You may have different needs. You know, you may have the same as me. It can be one big giant need to be creative or it could be various different ones. So you need to be open and make sure that you go through your complete list of highlighted items right now. Okay. Now, one interesting thing that came out of this exercise for me, and it was another aha, was that once I understood that it was all the same, like the purpose of doing all these different things was the same to be creative, then it made it easier for me to let let go of the things that I didn't need to do anymore. So look for that too. I thought that was really, really interesting coming out of this simple, simple exercise. Do that and then we'll go on. Step four. It's my favorite, it's the most interesting, it's the most fun, and this is where the rubber meets the road. Now we'll have an opportunity to integrate all your talents and skills and interests and passions, etc., so that they can work together and support you towards your goals. And we're going to look at your possibilities for that integration. Now, I didn't mention this in the part one episode, but most people, I think, confuse multitasking with being multi-talented because when they tell us to choose one thing to focus on, the assumption is that we're multi-talented. We'll spin a company for each of those talents and have them running simultaneously. And people may even tell you running one company is very difficult. Running six companies is impossible, right? So like if you're an artist slash engineer slash filmmaker, you may have an art gallery, a software company, and a film production company. And multitasking those would be a complete nightmare. I agree, especially if you're spinning them up at the same time. That's not what I want to do here. We're actually multi-talented. So my approach is to integrate all talents to support a single goal, a single company, a single enterprise, which brings us to square one. The initial question, what's my niche? What's that one thing that I, that I can choose for myself? So we'll figure that out and we're going to do it by using your monetized list. You know, the things that you circled in step two, and also we'll keep in mind the needs that you discovered in step three. We're going to use those as ingredients to model different possibilities that you have available to you. I want you to imagine that one of those talents or passions or items that you circled is the protagonist of the story. And the other skills, passions, etc., that you circled are supporting characters in that story. And then we're going to model different scenarios by changing who the protagonist is. And I'll give you an example in just a second. But first, I want to explain where this came from, just to give you a little bit more context and to better explain how this would work. When I was nine years old, I started to take acting lessons. And my favorite was improv. And for improv, what we would do is take the class of, you know, 15, 20 kids and separate them into groups of three. And then each group would receive three completely unrelated words, random, completely random, more random, the better. And each group would have 90 seconds to come up with a scene using those unrelated words and act it out in front of the class. So by design, the words had to be as far apart as possible. And I've done it so much that everything in my mind connects and everything is related, but like an ant, a Sharpie, and a bus. And now you would have to tell a story about an ant, a Sharpie, and a bus, and you have 90 seconds to come up with it and then perform it. But the truth is... If we're multi-talented, we're multi we see connections everywhere. Like that's our superpower, right? So instead of words, you have your list of items that you circled, your talents and your passions and your interests and activities, etc. all the things that you're good at. And the storyline, the story is actually the story of your life as you pursue those talents. Make sense? The difference, however, is that I also want you to model different scenarios. So we'll permutate who the protagonist is and we'll have as many scenarios as you have circled items in step two. And then you'll evaluate each of those scenarios, each of those stories and see how they resonate with you. Okay, so let me give you an example. In my case, I circled six items in step two, those are the monetized items that you had on your list. And because we're on the podcast, because we have limited time, I'm going to cap myself at three. So I'm going to use the artist, the engineer, and the filmmaker. And then I have to keep in mind the need that I discovered in step three, which is the need to be creative in my case. Now, when you do this, I want you to really model all of your scenarios. So if you have six or you have 10 or you have, you know, two, uh, it doesn't matter. I want you to model all of those scenarios, as many scenarios as you have those circled items, because this is the opportunity to see how all of your talents would come together in a, in a story, right? That would be the story of your life. And you may have some avenues that would be open to you that you didn't even consider before. would encourage you to go through the whole thing, all of your circled items, the whole list, and model those scenarios for yourself and see what comes up. So with that said, let me model some of my scenarios. The first one, I'm going to use the engineer as the protagonist and the artist and the filmmaker as supporting characters. So what would my life look like in that scenario? Now imagine I would probably do animation like work, at Pixar or something, because that combines art technology and filmmaking. And I would likely spend my days behind the computer nine to five, working kind of in corporate, working for somebody else. So probably limited creative freedom. So I'm not really jazzed about this. Plus I don't think it really supports that need to be creative in a way that I need it to. So I'm going to pass on that one. So let's permutate. In the second scenario, how about if the protagonist was the filmmaker and the artist and the engineer are in the supporting roles? How would that play out? So I'm thinking I could probably write and direct films about art and about artists. I could use the latest technology like artificial intelligence or deep fakes to create characters on screen or even bring back the greats or even animate my paintings and bring them to life. So I, I feel like I could do all three but it feels still separate. And I think I wanted them to be more integrated. I want them to fit in a little bit better. So I'm going to pass on that one as well. So that leaves me the last scenario, which is to push the artist out front and make the artist to be the protagonist, and then engineer and the filmmaker are supporting the artist. So I'm thinking I can present myself to the world as a visual artist first, and then I can use technology to promote and show my artwork specifically. I can create immersive digital experiences. I can use virtual reality, augmented reality for my art shows. I could launch, program my art channel on streaming platforms. I know how to do that. As a filmmaker, I can write, direct, produce TV shows about my art and my creative process and use that to further promote my art. I can stream it on the channel. I can use pretty much all of these talents in the service of an artist and it feels good. It feels like it fits, right? Like, they're really supporting, but at the same time, you know, you're still using those talents to their full potential. So I really like that. The beauty of finding your story is that when you stumble across the one that really resonates, all of a sudden, as if by magic, everything starts to fall into place. And that's how I felt with the artist's story. And you'll know you found your story when your need to hyphenate goes away. And what I mean by that is when you introduce yourself to people, you don't have the urge anymore to say, I do A, and I also do B, but I'm also doing X, Y, Z. You're just happy with your story. I'm just happy to say I'm a visual artist. I'm happy. The world is happy because now everybody knows where to put me, which box to put me in, and marketing and business stuff just got really clear. I'm doing everything in the service of the artist, in the service of the gallery and the artwork, and that's it, right? And then all the filmmaking, all the screenwriting, all the engineering, all the design, everything just falls into place because it's focused now to supporting the gallery, but I didn't have to compromise. I'm still doing all those things. I can still bring all those interests and all those skills with me. I'm not leaving anything behind like conventional thinking would have us do, you know, pick one and then deselect everything else. And that's really the most beautiful thing. What I love about putting the artist up front too, in my case, is that it allows me more direct creativity, more flexibility than say an engineer working in a Corporate environment, not that one is better than the other, it's just something that suits me better. If I think about the need that I'm solving for myself to be creative, that is totally the best choice. So, as you go through this exercise, I want you to keep in mind your need the whole time. So, that's really, really important. So, you're permutating, you're modeling, but in the back of your head, you're like, is this solving my need? If yes, then great. If not, move on to the next one. All right. So this may take you a little bit longer, especially if you circled more than say four, five, six, twelve 12 items, and you need to model all those scenarios, but stick with it because it's totally worth it. And if you need more time, more space, take it, no need to rush. What I want you to do is model all of your scenarios and then see which one resonates with you the most. And then pick that story because we'll need it to complete our final step. Then when you're ready, we'll continue. <laughs> Step five, last but not least. Now you have your story, which is a huge step forward because this is essentially your niche. You just picked your niche without actually picking a niche, but we're not done yet. What else is there to do? You may ask, remember that first step when you put all that list together, the big list, and then you circle some items on that list? Well, now we want to go get the things that you did not circle and fold them into your story. Because what we want to do is enrich your story. We want to make it more interesting and at the same time differentiate you from everybody else who is now doing the same thing that you want to do. Let me give you a couple of examples. If you remember my list, I had a ton of stuff on there that had nothing to do with art, whatsoever. Rollerblading, Formula One racing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So I'm going to give you an example of rollerblading. And you may think, what does rollerblading have to do with art? My story now is visual artist and I need to support my art and my gallery. So how would you use rollerblading to support an art gallery, that activity, right? How can I use the time that I spend rollerblading count towards supporting the gallery? Okay. I think about Rollerblading is a form of active meditation. And I get many ideas and insights when I go skating because I don't wear any protection, knee pads or elbow pads or anything like that. So I really have to empty my mind and be in the zone and be very present when I skate so I don't spill. And when that happens, I get a lot of ideas and insights about artwork, about art shows, about paintings that I did or that I'm doing or that I want to do, ideas for paintings, like different things like that. So what I'm thinking is when that happens, I could stop and record a quick video on my phone that can become a short form content for social media. And because I skate a lot, I can have a whole series. I don't even have to do it every time I go out, but I can do it at least once a week and create this really engaging video content for social media. So now I can have this rollerblading activity that I love to do, that I've been doing for, oh gosh, since I was three years old, I can have it become a part of my content strategy, and it would contribute to the overall goal of promoting art and the gallery, but also creating affinity with my audience. Because when your audience see you doing something that they also like to do, that creates affinity and you're creating, deepening the relationships with your audience. So I think it's a great way to incorporate rollerblading into my story. Another example, storytelling. I can use storytelling all kinds of different ways. You've seen me use it in this guide. I use it all the time. I always start with what's the story, who are the characters, where is the emotion? And I figure that every painting has a story and a story to tell. I decided to make art trailers for each of my paintings so that I can tell their stories in a in a more engaging way than just putting an image on Instagram. So you can see an example of this on my YouTube channel for Max and Me, for example, that's my favorite. And Max and Me is my favorite painting, which I'll talk about in another episode. What I love about these art trailers is that they also combine a lot of different things that I like to do. So it's, it's, it's writing, it's directing, it's producing, it's motion graphics. It's um, animation, it's doing something really artistic and fun, and it's differentiating. It's totally differentiating. So I love everything about that. I hope I gave you some good ideas of how you can approach this for yourself and really integrate, bring all of you with you all the time. And we need to stop this nonsense of picking a horse and riding it and picking one thing. And like, it's just such nonsense. I think this is a better approach if I can say so myself. And I know that as I position myself as an artist first to the outside world, not to myself. It's a, it's an important distinction, but to the outside world and they know what box to put me in. I really don't mind because I know that in a box full of artists, I stand out. I'm the crazy one who makes documentary art trailers and writes poems to her paintings and geeks out on staging virtual reality shows in virtual and augmented reality, among other things. And it's all in the service of the artist. So I'm still doing everything I want to do. It's just really channeled to support the artist. And I love that. And it's all working together as opposed to having just one part of me working alone. And you can do that too. If you didn't finish all the steps today... Together with me. Don't worry. You can always re-listen to the podcast. You can print out the guide again. Write in your journal. Whatever works for you. But if you did, I would love to hear your story. I want to know your narrative arc. I want to know where you started and where you ended up. If you're game to share, post on social. Tag me at Dao Art and use hashtag My Multi Story, and I'll look for you. But if you don't feel comfortable that's okay. You can DM me on Instagram at DioArt or you can send me an email at hello at DioArt.com because I would love, love, love to hear what you came up with. I want to support you. I want to cheer you on. So make sure you do that. And that's it. And I told you this was going to be straightforward and short. And I want to thank you for working with me on this, hanging out with me, doing the work, and I will see you in the next episode. Please stay safe.